This is Growing Up Millennial, a podcast about all that media we loved in the 90s and the early aughts. I'm one of your hosts, Adri. And I'm Seth. Your resident white man of the white man's corner. We That's should, me. We should be very specific, about, specific that. about that. Also known as my husband. As your husband, yes. The more most important title you'll ever yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my hey. job is husband. Yes. This Ken's job is husband. But welcome to your holiday episode, everyone. Yay, jingle bells and whatnot. You know, or, you know, whatever you do. Yeah, whatever you do. Parandas, I guess. Well, pretty secular. I guess. Anyway, enough about secular versus religious. Um, What are we talking about today? Today, we were going to talk about the challenge and a challenge I had digesting the movie. (laughs) So much like our bonus episode that we released during Thanksgiving, talking about that one joke and our lips are sealed, we will be talking about one thing that was a challenge for Seth to digest. Yes. About the challenge. Yes. Did I get that right? You got that. You got that right. All right. Resident white man, the floor is all yours. Okay. I just want to start off by saying then passport to Paris, the girls had French boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And switching goals. Switching goals. It's not a you know, not yeah. abroad. Uh-huh. Um, but they had boyfriends. Um the one in Rome? When in Rome. <laughs> the one in Rome. Yeah, sorry. Uh Italian boyfriend. I, I thought you were gonna say Roman boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not well. Just the one. Just the one. Italian and, boyfriend yeah. and like a American fuckboy that doesn't get the time of day. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, winning London, mm-hmm. British boyfriend, and then the American boyfriend. And so uh, then you go to the challenge, which is filmed in Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they do not interact with Mexico or Mexicans at all. They go to a tourist bar that is uh, very clearly geared towards Americans. It sells ribs and, you know, whatever. Um, although I will say it does remind me a, little, a lot of the tourist joints that were in Juarez when I was growing up. Uh, kind of pre-2006 when things got really uh, violent and, and scary over there. Uh, but yeah. And I just... I feel well, like... I have, I have two more other movies for you. Okay. So, our, and our lips are sealed when they moved to Australia. They had Australian, Australian boyfriends. boyfriends. Yeah, that's correct. Boyfriends. And then in Holiday in the Sun, they do not interact... With, with Bahamian people at Bahamian all. people at all. And, uh, so, the police, the front desk lady, and the guy who keeps telling Jordan, the white boy that uh, Ashley falls in love with... About the puke incident on the pool. Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- there don't seem to be any feature of people of color of their age other than the um, Asian-looking man in When in Rome. Okay. I just want to come and right... Like, and, and, like, the Latina from Miami yeah, yeah. in the challenge, and yeah. then the black guy in the challenge, and that was it. But he was not a love interest. No, no, he wasn't. I just want to come out. I'm just going to come right out with it and say, uh, I thought the challenge was bullshit because they clearly didn't want to have any of the Olsen twins kissing a Mexican boy. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Okay. And so why, why be in Mexico if you're going to be in a secluded resort on the beach somewhere? You could do that. 
any number of places. I, I feel like the Dual Star productions work on the same model as the Happy Gilmore productions or Happy Madison productions. Okay, tell me more. Adam Sandler's production company, where they pretty much say, like, yeah, we do these movies because we just want to get together with our friends and go on a vacation and get paid for it. I kind of feel like some of that was going on with the Olsen Twins Dual Star movies. And so that's why, you know, they didn't go to, like, you know, like... Mexico City or Acapulco or Cancun that was is more glamorous, but they would have more interactions with Mexican people. They were on that sort of secluded resort in Cabo San Lucas. So it has the same problem where it's like this long advertisement for the Atlantis Resort. Mm-hmm. And they don't really interact with Bahamian people other than the police. Uh, and which is really sort of a caricature of of this sort of well, and that there was like the 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 bunch of scenes that looked like poverty tourism to me. Yeah, they're like in a tourist district and like in markets. Market and there's area. like a lot of sad boys and girls looking at the camera. Yeah, shots like very UNICEF. Mm-hmm. It just felt icky. Yeah, yeah. And like, I get it. You know. These people are now adults in their mm-hmm. own right. They're running their own fashion empire yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But, like, we still have to call out the problematic aspects yeah. of them. And, you know, I'm not blaming either twin for this. I Because who knows exactly how much creative control they had over that or how involved they were with those decisions. It definitely seems like a, a marketing thing to me, like, you know. Um, well, also it was, like, of, sadly, right? I, I have to say, it, sadly, it was of its time. Yeah, right. Sure. Where where the idea of even an interracial couple being so prominent was basically save the last dance. Yeah. And that was like a big thing. <laughs> what was the one with Kristen Dunst and I think Jay Rodriguez? Ooh, um, I don't think I remember. Crazy Love or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I remember that one, yes. Yeah. It's very Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. I never saw it. I, I, that's how it was marketed. Yeah, yeah. Like it was marketed as like a mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet like, type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, but like a lot of movies that were released in the late 90s and the early aughts, especially geared towards teenagers, I have to say there wasn't a lot of diversity. No. There still isn't a lot of diversity, guys, but we're a lot better now, I will yeah. say. I just worry, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm getting off topic here, right? But you know how, like, we're hoping that there's going to be, like, a rom-com renaissance yeah. in Hollywood? I worry that that's going to default back to, like, just white couples. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah. Like, very, um, like, we just went to the movies, you and mm-hmm. I, Seth, to watch Anyone But You, which was, by all accounts, fantastic yeah, I had a good time, yeah. I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, could have been better. Yeah, everything can be better. But yeah, it's a little, it was a little more diverse. That's Sherry Belafonte and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but it's never main characters. No. And that's what pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh I just wanna put this out there in the universe right now. Lily Gladstone, rom com. I'd like to see that soonish, please. Seth, the universe is not like an algorithm that takes your vote into account, but thank you. Right? Well, it's you know. Just putting it out there. Uh, I, is that I'm doing what the kids call manifesting? <laughs> Look at you. Look at you, manifestation king. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Go off. <laughs> All right. So did it bother you as much in Holiday in the Sun as it did on the challenge? Why or why not? It bothered me a little bit on Holiday in the Sun 
and was kind of willing to meet them halfway on it. And I think some of that is just a blind spot on my on my part because I grew up on the border with Mexico and I have a you know a real soft spot for Mexico and Mexican people, Mexican culture. And so when I when I saw that and I was like, yeah, I, you know. Like somebody's insulting your friends in front of you, you know? Yeah, no, but well, but it's uh, what I'm trying to get at, Seth, is like we all have obviously our blind spot, mm-hmm. and like it was just as egregious then as oh, it absolutely. is in the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So I was trying to get down to like, okay, so why is it? And, and you did answer it. Why is it that this one worried? you more or like struck more of a nerve with you is it because it's the second time you've seen it happen or is it because you have strong ties to mexico is it both you know i think it's both yeah no i can i can completely understand that but in this i wouldn't say i have strong ties to mexico but you know el paso is an international community it's two cities separated by a river more or less Mm -hmm. you know so uh you know and it's just yeah, I I I think it struck me more in in the challenge because I my eyes are more attuned to look for that. Mm-hmm. Well, so that brings me to the point that I was trying to make is I was more offended by the scenes of poverty tourism in the Bahamas yeah. than I was by what you just pinpointed about the challenge. That doesn't mean that I didn't care. Yeah. That just means I was. I cared more about yeah. the poverty tourism aspect yeah. because, and I know I've said that in the episode, but I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. full circle. When uh, American people um, make movies about what they deem third world countries, yeah, they focus on poverty and like, like making you feel or the audience feel like, aren't you lucky that you don't live here? Yeah, and. My whole point to that has always been, like, I could go to any city in America, even any town in America, Mm -hmm. and focus my attention on where there is poverty, where there is, you know, no, like, little to no economic development and growth, and shoot something there that makes America look like you know, a third world country. Yeah, I mean, there's basically a whole, like, conservative interest or, like, meme or industry in making, uh, and painting out Chicago to be, like, Fallujah or circa 2008 or whatever. I well, no, yeah, I understand that, but there's not every, not every movie set in Chicago does that. No, it doesn't, but... But, but the thing, mm-hmm. my point is that almost every movie produced by... Americans mm-hmm. or or you know for for the American gays for the American gays set in quote developing countries yeah. unquote focus exclusively on poverty mm-hmm. well you you also see with the three movies set in Europe that they are a lot more invested or a lot more interested in showing you the culture the culture. Uh, even in a very superficial kind of way, where in you know, the Bahamas and and Mexico, you get none of that at all. It's, and it's like, okay, great, you, you know. You, Other than like maybe stolen artifacts in yeah. the Bahamas. Well, and, and you know, and like, oh, here's our totems for our game show set in Mexico, where the teams are named after indigenous peoples from Mexico, and the totems are tiki's from South America. Like, guys, you couldn't even like, like you couldn't even go to a tour shop and find like the little. Aztec statuette things they they sell there. It's not hard. 
Yeah, I didn't know about that, guys. <laughs> Not that everything looks obviously the same to me. Right, Caleb, right. But, but I'm saying like that was like the bare minimum effort that they, they you know, uh, I don't know. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe they just, you know, wanted to make movies to have vacations, you know, and yeah. good for them. Yeah. Honestly, if I could have done that, I would have done that too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like when I was like 14, 13, you know? Uh, if you wanted me to film a movie in Paris right now, well, I don't know about Paris, but if you wanted me to film a movie abroad somewhere right now, I would probably say yes. <laughs> All right. Well. I don't think Dual Star is doing any productions no, now, so. No, I don't think so. And after this, I don't think you'll get cast. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I I, though, I think I would have like a very like Richard Ayodade effect from the IT crowd mm -hmm. with the glasses, mm -hmm. very flat affect. Mm -hmm. I think I would come across like that on film. I, also, Richard, if that's not how you say your last name, I apologize. I really like Submarine. All right, I had one more thing that I wanted to ask you. Sure. Um, as you know, mm -hmm. you provide us with um, pre-recorded content for White Man's Corner, yes. where you give your opinions and insights into each of our movies that we've discussed so mm -hmm. far. In this one, you made a very bold claim. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Helene did not Oh, I still lightly. feel the lashes of her tongue. You hear that, Helene? You hear what you do to this man? <laughs> Please keep it going. Anyway. <laughs> He's smiling, everyone. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's in good fun. Yes, yes, all in good fun. Anyway. Could you please either dig that hole deeper by explaining why you didn't like that ending, or would you like to redeem yourself in the eyes of Helene? Okay. I would like to propose a wager to you. Who you know you've known you know me better than anyone else in the world. Okay. Do you think that I will, knowing knowing my character, dig the hole deeper <laughs> or try and fix it? You're gonna dig that hole deeper. You got it. <laughs> You're gonna go to hell. Oh yeah, yeah. All the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dig, I'm gonna dig and dig and dig. Uh yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I notice, I mean, it's sort of a trope in teen movies. That they break the fourth wall a lot, and I feel like, like sort of my very Saved by the Bell, very Saved by the yeah. Bell, or Ferris Bueller. Um, I'm trying to think of others. Uh, our I, lips are sealed. Our lips are sealed. Yeah, and my instinct there is to say that there is not a lot of humor that is geared specifically towards teenagers, and so that's a way of making them feel finally like they're in on the joke. That they're also allowed. They're allowed to laugh at this and with this movie. And so I'm, I'm not, that's how I rationalize, that's how I rationalize it, you know? Okay. And, and I'm fine with that. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a well-worn trope for a reason. It works more often than not, in my opinion. So I get why they do that. Um, but just that sort of like, I know they did at the end of Our Lips Are Sealed, and I wasn't a fan of it then, but I really, really didn't like it at the end of the challenge when it's like... Was it Our Lips Are Sealed? I think it was at the end of the holiday where they're gambling. The dad is gambling and like the, the moms are calling their... Like the mom is calling the agent is like, you need to get me better roles. I remember, I remember there being like a weird, like, like air quotes meta 
ending to our lips are sealed. Because because remember, they, they broke the fourth wall a lot and they did that like laughing style joke where they would dance and look at the camera and make a joke. <laughs> no, and you're no, like, no, no. Who is this for? Is this, like, these are boomer jokes. Yeah, they, they did do that a yeah. lot, but it's not the the fourth wall breakage. The biggest one was uh, Holiday in the Sun. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Holiday, wait, Holiday in the Sun was on Bahamas, right? Yes. Yeah, our lips are sealed. Was in Australia, my friend. Yeah, yeah, and I both of which had to do with crime rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tangentially at best in uh, Holiday in the Sun, if you ask me. They, yeah, I know. They it was really, like shoehorned. Yeah, they really didn't uh, close the loop on any of that. On very much of that. Um, I always said, and I said this in the episode, but I'm going to say it again, that I wish Brianna's dad was the the bad guy in that one. Like, they caught, like, him and his yacht or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That would have brought it better for full circle because mm-hmm. we already hated Brianna. Yeah. Yeah. I, that works for me. Yeah. But yeah, for something, it just felt like a little bit too much. Like, just winking, winking at the camera just a little too much. Um just, I don't know. I did like the fact that they were like, you know what? While they're all, all these boys are arguing, you know, between each other or amongst each other, let's just peace out. Bye. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but and the other, th- the thing that was like really took it over the top for me is that the the boys were there as actors. Yes. And not as their characters, which was just like another layer of like, oh, look at us. Ha ha. It just really took me out of it. Uh, Helene, if you never speak to me again, walk me on Instagram or whatever. That's fine. I understand. Wow. Some fighting words. Really? That was very, con- I thought that was very, like, no, conciliatory. The, the, not the conciliatory. Fight, the fight, fighting words were like, if you want to block me on Instagram, that's fine. That's fighting words? I mean, to me, yeah. I thought that was more like, like appeasement. Like, yeah, just, you know, do whatever you need to do. That's fine. Okay. Okay. And our dynamic is so weird. Yeah. Yours and mine? Yeah. I think so, sometimes. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. It's the only dynamic that I know. It's our dynamic? Yeah, really. So I have no basis for comparison. So I think it's great. Ten years of marriage. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, what could not recommend anymore. No, best ten years of my life. <laughs> okay. Now, it's for the question that uh, we all need to answer at mm-hmm. the end of every episode. Yes. What media, current media, have you been consuming lately? Well, we've been watching, well, it's not new media, but we've been watching a lot of rom-coms together because I am not incredibly familiar with the genre beyond, so, say, like, some Nora Ephron movies, which I think, I, I in my mind, set a very high bar for rom-coms. I thought, oh, these are the best and everything else is way, be- way beneath it. Which I was wrong. I'm, I'm kind of right and kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're really, really, um, really great examplars of the genre. But there's a lot more going on in the genre that maybe I was just a little dismissive of. Ooh, yeah. We've watched the Nancy Myers movies. Yeah. What do you think about oh, Nancy Myers? Great, great. Love those. Although we haven't, and it's not a rom-com, but she did The Intern with Robert De Niro, which I don't know if I want to see that. And I'm not a big fan of, like, goofy Robert De Niro. I I just have to be in the mood for it, you know? Okay. But, um... I'm glad you like Nancy Myers, though. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite Nancy Myers rom-com that we watched so far? Something's Gotta Give. Something's Gotta Give? Uh, yeah. Isn't that the one with Meryl? No, the, no, that's It's Complicated. Oh, okay. Okay. Oof. I was like, really? I mean, it narrowly beats It's Complicated. Um, 
Narrowly, okay. Narrowly, yeah. Do you just like uh, Diane Keaton and um, Steve Martin better? Yeah. Cast as Al- it, than Alec Baldwin and I, Meryl Streep? I like them. I mean, I like the cast in both movies. Oh, um, wait, 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 no. It's I Diane like, Keaton and Jack Nicholson, and then it's... Yeah. Um, sorry. And then it's Meryl and... and Alec Baldwin. Al- Alec Baldwin and, and Steve, Steve Martin. Martin is the, is the love triangle in yeah, that movie. Yeah, exactly. Sort of the... No, um... It's complicated, is that? And then yeah. something's got to give has Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Is the uh, hot doctor. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. Yes. So uh, If I wasn't married, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I will say I prefer it's complicated. It had I prefer the sort of environs of, of it's complicated a little better. It had this sort of like. Are you, you like the Hamptons? <laughs> no, no. Okay. This is an in-joke because for the longest time. I thought the Hamptons was a community in the mountains. Until, when he said it's the longest time, it's until a month ago, guys. Guys, I'm 43. <laughs> That's how long I thought the Hamptons were a mountain community. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It's the beach. And he's like, no, no, it's in the mountains. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and just for, just for, just like by the way guys we we've watched bravo's summer house which is supposed to be like you know a little bit away from the hamptons like you know a few miles because mm-hmm. they won't let them film in the hamptons yeah. like whatsoever for good reason for good reason because they're hot messes mm-hmm. hot mess express bravo love you for that so much but um and he's like never like never put it all together us. never really put it all together no um, I, I, the, the Hamptons, they were nice and all, I did prefer the setting of it's complicated, which I'm uh, assuming is sort of like New York city kind of, no, no, it's complicated is on the West coast. It, it's like California, but they had to go to New York city. For yeah. Yeah. The Cause graduation. they, yeah. Like they're like, they're a bi-coastal com- yeah. couple, you know, family, yeah. Family. Bi-coastal family is sort of the way I understood that. Um, so I liked the setting of it's complicated better, but I liked, um, Something's got to give a lot more. I thought... Or a little bit more, rather. Well, I really thought that uh, Something's Got to Give is has a better narrative structure in the way that callbacks mm-hmm. happen at the end and everything is tied up really yeah. well. Yeah. I'm not saying it's complicated. It doesn't have that, but it has more of that. Yeah. The thing I like... Um, the thing I liked about Something's Got to Give... Is it at the end you see Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton, and then her daughter and son-in-law, who's I'm kind of blanking on the actors right now. They're at a restaurant playing with the grandchild, which to me reminded me a lot of Four Weddings and a Funeral or that sort of circle of life thing. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson's character, probably not long for this world. But he finally found love. <laughs> finally found love, but also fostering the new generation coming up. I found that I found that touching, probably for my own reasons, um, like personal reasons. But I, I found it very touching. Speaking of four weddings and a funeral, yeah. we've also watched some Richard. Was it Richard Curtis? Richard Curtis, yes. Um, one of which is your personal favorite right now. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Yeah, I really like that. Of which, guys, he got me the 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 print like the the. Bound script? Yeah, the screenplay. With all these like behind the scenes like pictures and stuff. It is adorable. Yeah. I tried to find like an actual 
like like screenplay from like the, the the shooting process. I have a friend who collects them. I kind of sought out his advice a little bit on how to get them, but it, it just I I kind of and in the end I preferred what I got better because I had pictures and had the deleted scenes in it and and all that. And also I I didn't feel bad about leaving an inscription in it. Or if it was like like an actual shooting script, I'd feel kind of weird about signing you know putting an inscription on it for some reason. If it was like an actual shooting script, I would expect you to put a post-it note on it. Yeah, yeah. And then that's just tacky in my opinion. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, no. But no, I, the, yeah. I was thinking post-it note too. And I was tacky. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. But okay. So, and then anyone but you, we both saw and enjoyed. It's, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Look, when we watched that trailer, I was scared. Because I was like, this is going to be so fucking bad. I, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be good at all. At all. I was like, they're trying to do like Big Little Lies vibes, but with a rom-com, like a thriller, and like all this sexy music, and it was weird. And I didn't get that at all. I just got like, this is a cheaply made, cheaply thrown together rom-com. It's probably not uh, very funny. To me, they thought they were doing, like they the, the trailer was almost like they were Doing a thriller. Yeah. A trailer for a thriller, okay. not a rom-com. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But from the moment it started until it ended, it was pretty solid. Yeah, it was solid. I enjoyed it. And the reasons for them hating I'm, each other make complete sense. Perfect sense, yeah. Like, because you know how there's usually the misunderstanding okay. portion yeah. of it, of of any rom-com? Like, there's always a big misunderstanding, mm-hmm. right? There's one part of it that didn't work for me, but we'll talk about it off mic because I don't want to ruin it for... Okay, yeah, no, that's okay. fine. But there's like... Usually, sometimes, well, the more the rom-coms exploded, I feel like the flimsier these reasons became, like the misunderstanding portion of it. So I was so pleasantly surprised that the misunderstanding was actually quite good. Yeah, absolutely. And believable, too, which is the other part. Sometimes they're not even believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I guess the other media I've been consuming lately is a... Very dreamy, shoegazy band from Spain called Apartamentos Acapulco. Apartamentos Acapulco. Apartamentos Acapulco. There's not an I. You were saying... You're... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Apartamentos Acapulco. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we're trying... We're, we're going to raise our daughter to be bilingual. And so, we. I used to speak Spanish kind of fluently. I'm incredibly rusty. So, it's basically my, our two-year-old and I are learning Spanish all over again. Yeah, it's, it's great. Or learning Spanish, yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe she knew it in a different life, too. Who Maybe knows? so. Maybe, Maybe so. she's rusty as well. Maybe she's rusty as well. Um, but yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying that band. Uh, it's all, it's all, you know, Spanish language. Um, I just wish that their band camp had the option to sell merch in the United States. It's a Spain, Spain. Spain yeah, from Gren- Granada, Spain. Okay. España. Is, is, they're from España? And in this house, we do the lisp. Yeah, because we, we love Almodovar movies here. We love Almodovar. We love Morcillas. Mm-hmm. We love Paella. Paella. We love Tapa. Tapas. Um, and I I actually love all kinds of Spanish dramas. So yeah. Garcia Lorca, great poet. Yeah. So Dolly. Also, the I'm, great a weirdo, but great paintings. The biggest thing that I am a fan of Spain for is me. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> only only like 40%, but still, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of myself. Let's mm-hmm. be real. 
everybody should be a big fan of themselves because if you're not going to be a fan of you, then who else will? Yeah. And on that note, I think we should go because this is just a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next time for which we will also have a another bonus episode before we conclude our first eight films of the season with New York Minute. Yay. We just, yeah, yeah, yeah New York Minute. Honey, this is for their future. No, I know. In our I'm, past. I know. <laughs> yes. I'm accustomed to slipping between the time streams. Yeah, are you? Yes. Okay, good. I grew up watching the adventures of the Gallifreyan Doctor. Hmm. Doctor who? Yes. I presume. Yeah. The original one, everything was made out of cardboard. How fun. Very fun. Anyway, in the words of the poets of NSYNC, bye bye bye. Growing Up Millennial is an independent entertainment podcast hosted and produced by Helene Karp and Adri Wilson. Our conversations in every episode fall under Section 107 of the Copyright Act, identifying criticism and comment of copyrighted material as examples of activities qualifying as fair use. Helene Karp manages our social media. Adrew Wilson edits our audio and does all our graphics. You can let us know your thoughts by emailing us at gummypod at gmail.com. That is G-U-M-M-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at gummypod and we are also a newsletter go check us out at gummypod.substack.com